Amen. Why don't you give the Lord one more hand clap of praise? Aren't you glad that it's all in him? You don't have to go anywhere else, but everything you need is found in him. If you need a healer, it's found in Jesus. Man, if you need a provider, it's all in him. Everything that you need is in him. Feels good in the house of God this morning. Amen. And I hope that uh, I hope everyone's had your coffee or your Mountain Dew or whatever you need to do to wake up this morning. And y'all feel good this morning? You feel good in the Holy Ghost? God's going to help us. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Romans chapter 8 and verse 8. Romans chapter 8 and verse 8. And if you're there, can you say amen? It says this. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Can you say the spirit? If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you, Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Verse 10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Can you say righteousness? But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit. That dwelleth in you. If you can turn to Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 2, I'm going to read one more scripture while you're making your way there. Acts 1 and 8 says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Can you say amen? Proverbs 29 and 2, and this is our text this morning. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. I want to uh, teach to you on this subject today with the help of the Lord. God's going to help us uh, four keys to apostolic authority. Can you look at your neighbor and just tell him four keys? Hold up your fingers. Tell him there's four that we're going to talk about today. And uh, if you'll teach with me, you can be seated. Kirk Franklin is uh, a very well-known gospel artist, uh, and he has been for well over a decade now. And at some point in your life, you have probably heard one of his songs, even if you didn't realize it. Uh, And he has just recently let the public know that he is releasing a new album this year entitled Losing My Religion. In an interview, he let the public know that he would be collaborating with secular artists like Kanye West, who has openly blasphemed against God and refers to himself as a god. His fans know him as King Jesus, and recently he was interviewed by Rolling Stones magazine with a crown of thorns on his head saying that he is God. Franklin goes on to say that I will be using profanity on my new gospel album. 
I want to show the world that rules and religion don't matter. Hate loses and love wins. He said, love jumps in and saves you. Rules scream instruction from the shore. He ends his interview apologizing for Christians everywhere who have set rules that think the world should live by. In his closing remarks, he said, Kirk Franklin is not the authority, and Kirk Franklin is not the judge. We are not the authority to say what is right and what is wrong. What Mr. Franklin is saying is that he is losing all form of doctrine. Can you say doctrine? There's a difference in religion and doctrine. Did you know that? There's a difference. Anything that is a rule and a boundary given by God is being referred to as religion by him. And according to him, he plans on losing that religion. He thinks that the laws and the boundaries are referred to as religion. And I came to remind you this morning that even though people change and opinions change and laws even change, Jesus never changes and the truth never changes. Kirk Franklin has changed. Kirk Franklin can change. You can change. I can change. We can get all messed up, but Jesus never gets messed up. What he says, he stands on it. And 10 years ago, Kirk Franklin would have told you something completely different. He would have told you that he is in love with Jesus and that he stands for righteousness and truth, but he has changed because people can change. But I'm glad today that Jesus never changes because Jesus built his church on a rock. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Nothing can stand against the church of the living God. Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Aren't you thankful for that this morning? And on a side note, okay, on the completely side note, it's not Kirk Franklin who is going to suffer the most from this decision. Because in the same interview, he talks about his four beautiful children. And it's not Kirk Franklin who's going to suffer the most. It's going to be his four beautiful children that never knew the beauty of holiness. And one day, Kirk Franklin's going to look at them and he said, why don't you listen to my rules? Why don't you listen to what I tell you? And they're going to look at him and they're going to say, because no rules, no religion. You said so, daddy. You said that there's no standard to live by. There's nothing that we need to do to live for God. And it's going to be his children that pay the ultimate price because he has let down his standard. He has lost it. And one day he's going to say, I don't understand why they don't listen to me. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? He's going to say, I don't get why they don't listen. I say all this to say to you that, in fact, you have apostolic authority. You do have the right, based on God's unchanging word, to determine what is right and what is wrong. 
you don't have to, to guess what's right and what's wrong. Jesus doesn't do you like that. He lets you know. God helps us with all that. To be apostolic is to stand on the apostles' doctrine, which we find in God's word. Acts 2 and 42 says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Acts 2 and 43 says, And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And so the trick is what I like to do is that anytime somebody tries to discredit or water down Acts 2.38, I just like to take them down to verse 42 and say, and they continued. They didn't stop doing it after the day of Pentecost. They didn't stop living for God. They didn't stop baptizing people. They didn't stop speaking in tongues. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Can I get a witness in the house? We still do those things because they continued in them, and the truth is still the truth. The word of God is still the word of God. It never changes no matter what we're going through. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, and they continued. We still teach the truth because we believe in the power of being born again. That's where our apostolic authority comes from. Can you say amen? So I want to quickly give you four keys today that I believe are going to help us in taking apostolic authority over the enemy during these last days. Because how many believe that we're in the last days today? And I believe that God is coming back very soon And I'm trying to remind somebody today in the Holy Ghost that you have power. You have apostolic authority. There's nothing too strong. The world is not too strong for the church. Sin is not greater than grace. The the, the forces of hell are not greater than the forces of heaven. If you've been listening to that, then you've been listening to the wrong voices. The world is not too strong. The Bible says nothing can stand against the church of the living God. And as long as we'll be the church and the world will be the world, then we have the greater authority because we're standing on the authority of Jesus Christ. And we have this authority. And let me, just, let me just say this. Can I be real with you this morning? I'm tired of seeing Christians getting bullied around by hell. When there are angels surrounding you and a God that has all power and authority inside of you. We need to understand that we have the right to operate in authority over the enemy. The authority belongs to him. Can you say him? And so we have authority because his spirit lives inside of us. 1 John 4 and 4 says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the... So first I would like to talk to you. Everybody say one. Okay. You will never have apostolic authority if you do not believe 
and live by the word of God. If you don't believe in the word of God, you cannot have apostolic authority. What I say matters not, and it falls void if I don't have any word to back it up. My opinion means absolutely nothing if my opinion is not based on God's word. Can somebody say hallelujah? That's all right. It's going to be tight for just a second, but it's going to be right, I promise. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, it's going to be okay. Come on, just comfort them for a second. It's going to be okay. We're going to be all right. Your opinion doesn't mean anything if it doesn't have any word behind it. Because the power and the authority is only in your word if your word is God's word. We stand on the authority of his word. His word is the very thing that gives us the authority to determine what is right and what is wrong. The world tries to tell you, they've been trying to convince you for so long that we have no idea what right and wrong is. That who are we to say what's right and what's wrong? And they want you to believe that none of us know. And we're just all walking around on this big ball called earth. We're just walking around on this planet and we have no idea what we're doing. I'm telling you in the name of Jesus, you don't have to live like that. There is a right. There is a wrong. The word of God tells us what it is. If you believe that, would you just clap your hands to the Lord and let's thank him for his word. His word is everything. It gives us the authority to determine what is right and wrong. 2 Corinthians 6 and 17 says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Can you see verse 18 up here? Can you see it? Will you read it with me? And will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith Nathan French. It don't matter what Nate French says. It says, saith the Lord Almighty. Why would somebody take your word for it when they could take God's word for it? Why would somebody trust what you have to say when it's not in the word of God? You don't need to take my word for it. You need to take God's words for it. And as long as my word aligns with his word, then it's going to be anointed and it's going to do the work. It's going to break the yoke that nothing else can break. The Bible calls it the foolishness of preaching. There's nothing like preaching. There's nothing like apostolic doctrine. Did you know that every time Pastor and Brother Ryan get up here and they preach the word of God, that the yoke is breaking, the chains are breaking because the power of his word is going out. It's melting the ice off of hard hearts. It's softening the stone around people's lives. This stuff is powerful, y'all. This is the real deal. This is the word. Can you say word? This is the word of God. 
Why would you take my word for it when you could just take God's word for it? Because his word never changes. And that's why. That's why when the winds blow and the seas change, we still have something to hold on to that never changes. Even when the culture says no boundaries, no rules, no religion, I'll just do what I want to do. And I'm going to call myself a Christian. No rules, no religion, because the, the, the doctrine that they're trying to spew into you is the doctrine that says rules is hate. Boundaries is hate. To say that anything wrong, that anything is wrong is hateful. Can I get a witness in the house? If you don't hear anything else that I say, I want you to listen to me right now. You are not a hater for standing for the truth. You are not a hater for standing for the word of God. All right. Well, there we go. Two. Can everybody say two? This one thing, okay? It's, it's going to get just a little tight right here, Brother Ryan. Okay? You ready? You going to help me out? Okay, somebody get ready. Are you ready? Okay. His man. The second key to apostolic authority is the man of God. Everyone has to have a man of God in their life. You must have a pastor. Hallelujah, glory to God, amen. You have to have a man of God in your life. Hebrews 13 and 17 says, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit. Can you say submit? Oh, some people have a hard time even saying that word. Submit? You mean I have to listen to somebody? You mean somebody going to tell me what to do? Submit. Sub. Submarine. To go under. To, to go under. To listen. To be under authority. To submit. You have to be submitted to authority to have any apostolic authority in your life. Submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Anything that the man of God has told you, that God has placed in authority over your life, he's going to do it with joy, okay? He doesn't have to be depressed when he tells you what the Bible says. We're not afraid to teach what the Bible says. We don't have to be worried or intimidated or depressed about it because it's the word of God. It's not my word for it. It's God's word for it. And it's submission to apostolic authority. Everybody shout submission. 
How can you submit to the God you cannot see if you cannot submit to the man of God that you can see? Somebody explain that. I've heard some people, oh, well, I don't have a man of God. I don't have a pastor per se, but me and God are just so close. It's like, mm. I just get straight on authority from him. You know what I'm saying? Like me and God like this. And so whenever I need help, I just talk to Jesus and Jesus talks to me. Listen, God has placed a middleman. God has placed a man in your life. You don't have to always go by something that you can't see. If you can't submit to the man of God that's sitting right in front of you, you cannot submit to a God that you can't even see. There is no way, ands, ifs, buts about it. You can't do it. Clap your hands if you believe in apostolic authority and submission. Three. Everybody said three. How many in here, just by the lifting of your hands, has ever been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost? Look at that. I think we should give God praise for that. This is a bunch of Holy Ghost-filled people. There is nothing like it. There is nothing like the gift of the Holy Ghost. Ooh, I'm going to get excited here in just a second. There is nothing like the power of the Holy Ghost. Can I get a witness in the house? You know what I'm talking about? It takes over your life. It changes you from the inside out. You don't walk the same, you don't talk the same, you don't even look the same because the power of the Holy Ghost is so strong in your life. People are asking you at work, what's so different about you? And all of a sudden, people are asking you about Jesus. And at first you're like, why are they asking me about Jesus? And, and you're, you're wondering, I wonder what's different. Why are people approaching me about Jesus? That's the power. Can you say power? That's the power of the Holy Ghost. There is an apostolic power that can only come once you are filled with God's spirit. We never struggle to believe that Jesus is powerful. How many believe Jesus is powerful? Okay. I bet you every single one of us in here believe that. We really don't struggle to believe that Jesus is powerful. Our faith is tested when the preacher says, you are powerful. We really struggle with that. We believe in God's power. But our faith is tested when somebody says, you're powerful. You're filled with the power of God's spirit. I see it inside of you. And all of a sudden we start questioning ourselves. And oh, I'm not worthy. And oh, what am I going to do? Because we struggle to believe that God has placed power inside of us. We believe in God's authority. But our faith is tested when the Bible tells us that we have authority. Because of God's authority in our lives. The Bible says 
that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that lives inside of you and me. Pretty crazy, right? The same spirit that filled you with the gift of the Holy Ghost is the same spirit that raised Jesus out of the tomb. This stuff is powerful. It is the real deal. That's what the Bible says. Acts 1 and 8 says, But ye shall receive power. Somebody say power. Come on, say power. There is a power inside of you. I, I'm sorry, I can't talk about the Holy Ghost and not get excited. I can't talk about the power of God and not get excited. Because I can't believe he filled me with it. Ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. In other words, after you get the Holy Ghost, I'm going to use you as a witness. When you get the Holy Ghost, people are going to ask you about Jesus. I don't care if it's Samaria or Judea or wherever you're at. If you've got the power of the Holy Ghost, you've got apostolic authority to win people to the Lord you've got apostolic authority to tell somebody about Jesus somebody clap their hands to the Lord and shout hallelujah I've also got great news for you great great news don't you like good news I can't even hardly turn the radio on anymore I can't hardly even watch the news. It's so depressing. Can I get a witness in the house? You know what I'm talking about. So much tragedy. So much despair. So many people that don't know about Jesus. It gets, it'll weigh you down if you let it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're like just trying to drive to work and it's like this many people, tragedy. Oh my Lord, turn that off. I just can't deal today. There is good news. You don't have to guess when you receive the Holy Ghost. Did you know that? I am so thankful that I don't have to guess. That would be rough, am I right? I mean, so I need to be filled with the Holy Ghost to be saved, but how do I know that I have the Holy Ghost? That would be tough, right? You don't have to guess when you receive the Holy Ghost. You don't have to guess when power and authority has been granted to you. You'll know because God will give you evidence to prove it. Every time someone received the Holy Ghost in the New Testament, they spoke in tongues, which simply means... They spoke in a heavenly language that they did not understand. Mark 16 and 17, they shall speak with new tongues. Acts 2 and 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts 2 and 6, every man heard them speak in his own language. Acts 19 and 6, the Holy Ghost came upon them and they spake with tongues. 
Acts 10 and 46. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Do I need to keep going? You're going to know when you get the Holy Ghost. You're going to know when you've got the power of God. There is nothing like the power of the Holy Ghost. Somebody say yes. Somebody say power. There's just nothing like it. How many in the room have a a cell phone? Do you have a cell phone? Don't worry. I'm just using it as a timer. I'm not texting anybody or anything. I like my phone. It's a powerful device. It's It's a GPS. I can't find anything without my phone. I will be lost all over Atlanta trying to get to Stockbridge. Okay, I am a mess. It's my contacts. My phone is how how I keep up with friends. My phone is my email. My phone is how I communicate with the praise team and plan events. It's my calculator. It's my timepiece. And it's my camera. It's my iPod. It's my games. It has the entire Bible on it. At the touch of a finger. This thing is powerful and it has changed the technological lives of millions of people. We were talking yesterday, uh, last night, about I can't remember anybody's number anymore. I don't know anybody's number by heart. And I was like, maybe you don't. I could call the police if I needed to. I I know 911, and I know my wife's phone number by heart. That's it. Every single other number I have to go through, I have to find the name. And the name pulls up the number for me. We are completely dependent on these things sometimes. It's a powerful device, and yet the ironic thing is, is that it's completely powerless and useless if I don't plug it in at night. I mean, if I forget to plug it in, my whole day is going to be like, where do I go? How do I get there? (laughs) Who do I call if I can't get there? What if somebody emails me? I don't have a computer in my car. I mean, we are so... This thing, I just told you just a few things. I mean, it has thousands of things that it can do. I just told you maybe 10 or 15 things that it can do. And yet, if I just, if I go to sleep, if I fall asleep, if I forget to plug it in, it's completely useless. It has so much power yet and potential. Yet, if I don't plug into it, if I don't do that every night, it's going to be useless. What I'm saying is this church has got so much power and potential that it's unbelievable, but we've got to be plugged in. We've got to stay in the presence of God. We've got to stand on his word. It's a shame to have the power of the Holy Ghost and not let it operate in your hands and in your feet. It's a shame to have the power of the Holy Ghost and not tell somebody about Jesus. It's a shame to have the Holy Ghost and not invite somebody to church y'all it's a shame to be connected to something that's so powerful it's a shame to have something that's so powerful living inside of you and not let it operate in your life that's just a shame 
Somebody say power. This thing is powerful. For everybody say for. His name. Jesus had power to cast out demons, fear, sickness, and disease. Luke 4 and 36 says, And they were all amazed and spake among themselves, saying, What a word is this? For with authority, can you say authority? And power, he commandeth the unclean spirits, and they come out. Jesus is so powerful that those that could not cast the demons out, they had been trying all night, all day, and Jesus would just walk up and he would say, go. And they just had to go. People would live with deaf ears their whole life. And Jesus would say, be opened. And they would have to hear. Blindness for their whole life. And Jesus would touch their eyes. And they would have to see. That's the power of the name of Jesus. I wonder if we could just lift up our hands right now. And could you just call that name for a second? We're almost done here. But I wonder if we could just, come on, somebody let out your voice for just a minute. Would you just pray with me for just a second and say in the name of Jesus. I wish that we would pray in the name of Jesus more. I wish that every single person in this church would be willing to say Jesus every time that they walk into this church. I wish that the children of God would be willing to lay hands on the sick. I pray that the children of God would take apostolic authority that we would not be bullied by hell but that would be encouraged and lifted up in righteousness and holiness and in truth and apostolic authority when we lay hands on the sick we are taking authority over the sickness have you ever seen somebody lay hands on somebody's head if, you, if you've been to this church you've probably seen it can you raise your hand if you've seen somebody pray put their hand on their head okay that's a biblical thing because the head the head is our authority it's the authority of our body and so when we lay hands on the head when we lay when we anoint their head with oil we're not taking authority over that person we're taking authority over sickness we're taking authority over cancer we're anointing their head it's saying symbolically we take authority over anything that would come against this individual we take authority over any darkness that would try to take over this individual and not only do we take authority and we bind the spirit of fear but we loose the spirit of peace we loose the joy we lose peace into their lives that's the power of apostolic authority not through us not by our ability but through his and because we're his children he has given us authority to do so it's a it's an authority that we stand on, the word. We're standing on the word of God through faith when we do that. 
And that is why. That is why so many churches are not seeing miracles and signs and wonders like they used to because nobody's willing to take authority. Have you ever been to a church and you've never even heard the name Jesus spoken one time? Have you ever experienced that? It's a very interesting thing. It's a very powerless thing. It's a very ineffective atmosphere to walk into. And that's why when when somebody needs the presence of God, when they need healing, when they need the Holy Ghost, where do they go? They go to the church. They go to the people that believe in the name of Jesus. Somebody said a while back, they said, well, pastor, I don't believe in going to church. Really? Okay, that's great. Why do you feel that way? Well, I mean, I can feel the same thing in church that I feel down at the river. And the pastor said, well, that's great. The river, you go to the river and you feel God. You don't really need the church. Okay, that's great. And the pastor looked at her and he said, but I know for a fact that that's not true. And she said, how do you know that? And he said, because when you needed money, you didn't go to the river. You came to the church. When you need something from God, you get into his house. When you need something from God, you get into his presence. You get with his people. And that's why, that's why we can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Can you stand with me? That's why we say in the name of Jesus. Because it's not through my power. It's not through our power that we lay hands on the sick. It's through apostolic authority. It's not in my name. It's in the name that's above every name. It's, it's in the name that can bring healing. It's in the name that can cure diseases. For with all power he commandeth the unclean spirits and they come out. In closing, Mark 16 and 17 And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Let everything that we do be in his name. By his authority, that we would have apostolic authority. And I'm reminding the devil today that we have authority over him because we're a people of the name of Jesus Christ. If you believe that, would you clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise? Four keys to apostolic authority his word. Can you say his word? His man. His spirit and his name.